Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. All right, let's lace our hands to God and just thank Him. Heavenly Father, we just love you. We thank you. Thank you for your sweet spirit. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you fall afresh on us this morning. We ask that your word will come uninter- uninterrupted in Jesus' name. Oh, we give you praise and we give you glory. Amen, in Jesus' name. All right, please be seated. Last week, upper week Sunday, I gave you a song. Don't worry, every week, as the Lord gives me a song, I'll give you a song for the week. But on a more serious note, how many of you actually sing that song, those songs during the week? Okay. So, last week, two weeks ago, I gave you um, Gashina, Gamuna, and last week it was um, My Lifetime. Okay. This week is a very simple song. You have to know the songs. If you don't know it, it means that you didn't go to Sunday school. And I'll be looking at your mouths to be sure that you actually went to Sunday school. But it's a very simple song. It is, because he leaves. You know the song? I can face tomorrow. Because he Shut your eyes and let's sing it together one more time. I can face tomorrow because he leaves. All fear is gone because I know. For the last time, raise your hands because the leaves. Because he leaves, I can face tomorrow. Because he leaves, all fear is gone.
Sit and let us sing that as we sit.
You don't have to stand up. You don't have to put your hands anywhere. But I want to pray for you. I bow my knees before the God of heaven on whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. And I declare full restoration for you. I speak under this anointing and in my office, I speak over every single person that is in that space right now. I ask that the outstretched arm of mercy pull you back and put you in the very place you ought to be if you didn't miss that season. Now I command, let the four winds of the earth cooperate with this very word. Let it begin to propel you into destiny right now. Let the helpers required to bring it to you, bring it to you now. Let the men required to bring it to you, bring it to you now. Let the people required to support you, support you now. Let the season turn around right now for your good. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want to get into the word, but a song has been ringing in my heart since I started you know, I've been dodging it, but it's, it keeps coming. So I'm just going to obey the Lord. And maybe there's a comfort for someone. It is, God of Abraham. You know, God of, you know the song, yeah? God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant. Faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven. You do just what you say. Though the storm may come and the winds may blow out, remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah. 
the good times, the bad times, the good times. Yeah. I'll still bless you, Lord. I'll still bless you, Lord.
bless the Lord. Lord, And he said, interrupts and takes over the meeting. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's the commander-in-chief of the meeting. He owns the meeting. So we don't package him in the meeting. We allow the free flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Can I try this now? Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. All right. Can we have the confession? Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. I would use this. I'll use this. All right. Thank you. Let's take this confession together. One, two, ready, read. My eyes and ears are anointed to see and hear the sounds and instructions and announcements of heaven. I am the new and all things are new for me. I carry the life of God in me. Hence, my life is God's life. 
My mind is the mind of Christ and my hands are God's hands. Take a look at my life. It is the life of God. The zeal of the Lord is eager towards me and has performed his functions in my life. I am the new, full of joy, hope, love, grace, and peace. I dispense God's love and greatness in my city. For I and the children that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. We are the new, and I love this church. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you breathe upon your word. Your word will come to us unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or activities. In the name of Jesus, we ask that there would be illumination in Jesus' precious name. And the church says aloud, Amen. Amen. All right. Last week, Sunday, we started a series um, called The King of the Cave. And I started to teach us last week, Sunday, about the man David. And then we went further on Tuesday to continue that series, um, The King of the Cave, and I spoke about David. This morning, I have come to teach us what I think might be one of the most important things you would hear this quarter. And I want to say it again. I think, in my own opinion, that I'm, I've come to teach you one of the most important things you might hear this month. And so on Sunday, I started to teach about David, and on Tuesday, I spoke about David again. And then I started out by talking about um, David in context with Samuel and Saul as well. And if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 22, 1 Samuel chapter 22, oh no, no, before we go into chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 22, um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, you would see that 16 and 17, that in 16, God told Samuel that why are you mourning for Saul seeing that I have rejected him? So get ye down to the house of Jesse, for I have chosen a man after my own heart, and you go there and anoint him David. So Saul, Samuel got there to the house of Jesse, and he met seven boys, but one who was standing to his father's ship at the backside of the desert. And so Samuel told Jesse that you would have to hurry down. If not, we're not going to sit down until this boy comes. And so the David then shows up, and David was anointed. Then I skipped down all the way to 1 Samuel chapter 22, which was about the cave of Abdullam, where David had been anointed this time. He has fought Goliath at this time. He had started winning wars. In fact, he then became the chief warrior of Saul's army. And after some time, because the ladies and the women in Israel started to sing songs of praise to David and not to Saul, Saul got very jealous and Saul vowed he was going to kill David. The ladies will say, the women will say, Saul had killed a thousand, but David had killed 10,000. And so Saul got very bad about that and he said, I'm going to kill this guy. And so David started running elter skelter until he went to the house of Samuel and him and Samuel went to hide and eventually he went to the cave of Abdullam. How did he get into the cave of Abdullam? He was going and then Iman himself, he, there was um, a tabernacle, or let me say a temple, a tabernacle, and when he got there, he asked Abimelech, who, who then was the, king, um, the priest of the tabernacle at the time, and asked him for food. And there was no food, so he got and ate the shortbreads of David. That's where you hear the words, the shortbreads, um, the shortbreads that you take from the mercy seat. So he ate it. And while he was doing that, there was a guy called Dodger the Edomite who saw him. And the Dodger the Edomite at this time was one of the, um, Saul's servants. 
And so he saw that this is David now. This is the guy we are running from, that is running from us. So he went back and went to tell Saul that I finally found this guy, um, you know, who, has, who you are trying to kill. And so David ran and went to the cave of Abdullam. Now, go to 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22. As I begin, oh boy, look at the time. Glory be to God. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 22. And David departed, therefore departed thence, and escaped to the cave Abdullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went either to him. Next verse. And everyone that was distressed, number one, number two, and everyone that was in debt, number three, and everyone that was discontented, number four, that's number three, gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them and there were with him about 400. Now, this suggests to me that these people might actually be a prototype of the number of us right here. What does it mean to be discontented? It means that there is something about yourself. In fact, let me put it this way. The reason why they came to the cave of Abdullam or the cave Abdullam is because there was something about themselves that they saw and they were discontent because based on what they saw, they are not walking in the fullness of the potential of what they saw about themselves. And so that's why they went to the cave. And you might be here this morning that you are sort of discontented with your life. You sort of feel like there's more to my life. You sort of feel like there's more to be done. I feel like there's so much to be done. And this is a prototype of the type of people that went to that cave. The second type of people were distressed. They were people who were tired of life. There was nothing good about them. In fact, a particular version of scripture, um, verse of the, um, version of the Bible, I think it's ASV. I think I saw it yesterday. He actually called them non-entities. They were nobodies. Those kind of people, people would look at and say, this is nobody. This is no good. Nothing good can come out of this person's life. Those were the type of people that went to the cave Abdullah. It's very powerful, very important to also note that these people were people who the society has considered them as nothing. These were the same set of people that were running from Goliath of God. They were the same set of people who couldn't face the Philistines. But the same set of people ran to the cave and went to meet David in the cave. And I showed you in the picture or a video last week Sunday about this cave. I showed you that the cave is actually made up of a rock. It's sort of like a carved out rock that is called a cave. Glory be to God. Now then, let's open our Bible to 2 Samuel chapter 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 32. 2 Samuel 32, 22, pardon me, verse 32. Now look at this. For who is God save the Lord and who is a rock save our God? Next verse. God is my strength and power and he maketh my way perfect. Next verse. He maketh my feet like a hind's feet and setteth me upon my high places. Next verse. This verse. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my hands. Now, this is very important to know that David was actually attributing God as rock. He was calling God rock. Now, you see a particular scripture that we all read. We all know the scripture. Most of us, even in your sleep. Psalms 91. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, watch this now, He is my refuge and my fortress. The word refuge and fortress is also called rock. It's a place of hiding. It's a place of safety. It's a place where, you know, they are kept. And so David was talking about God and he was using God as rock. 
he was saying God is my rock is my place of hiding now then if you open to second Corinthians chapter first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 first Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 watch this I'm going somewhere all of this and did all and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ that rock was Christ now watch this when Moses was on a mountain the children of Israel were complaining they didn't have water to drink and so God told Moses go and strike the rock once and Moses did it twice and water came out forth then you see that the Bible then says in the verse of scripture that we just read the media please keep it there until I say otherwise please keep it there until I say now it says no no that's not it next verse verse 4 alright then it says that and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock underline the word spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ and so what I'm saying to you is that the cave of Abdullam that we are talking about is actually Christ that's the cave that's the rock that's the rock we are talking about so when we say as a church family we are going into the cave Abdullam we are actually talking about we are going into Christ and learn of him so the training that we are about to go on or the ongoing training as a church family globally is actually coming into Christ which is the cave where we can learn now if you go back to 1st Samuel chapter 34 um, 22 the Bible says David speaking that he teacheth my hands to um, with my hands break forth a bow of steel where did he learn that from it was in the cave so it means in the cave is the place of reorientation in the cave is the place where you learn warfare strategy for your divine destiny because it's in Jesus we get it from it is in Jesus we learn it from so when we talk about we are in the season of being in the cave we're talking about Jesus our you know chief examiner not only that is our professor in this spiritual curriculum that we are about to undertake as a church family glory be to God now in 1st Samuel chapter 17 because of time we can go into the scriptures or reading it but here is David who went his father gave him food and said take this food and go and meet your brothers in the, in the, in the wilderness um, they're about to fight Goliath so he took the food there and went there when he got there his brother asked him what are you doing here You've come to do your wayo for us. What are you looking for here? Now go back home. Then he started hearing the proclamation and the declaration of Goliath of Gath. Saying, I'm going to come. Just give me one man amongst the armies of Israel. And I'm going to slew him. I'm going to kill him. Just give me one man. So David, remember this. Now it is very important that you note that. David was a teenager when that event occurred. He was a young boy. And so he went and started to ask the people. What is this guy saying? Who is this guy? And everyone got curious. The Bible says at some point they took him to Saul. Now, Saul, we talk very badly about Saul in the Bible. Everybody say, uh, if I say you're going to be like King Saul, everyone say, God forbid, I reject it in Jesus' name. But let me tell you something. Saul was a man that had a good, ma- good heart, but his heart wasn't right with God. Let me say what I'm, what I'm, let me explain what I'm saying to you. It means that you can actually be coming to church, you can be born again, but your heart is still not right with God. Yeah. So Saul was discerning. 
you know what that means? It means that you are going on a battle. Let me explain what this really means. Because sometimes when we read that scripture, we don't really understand what really happened right there. This is a young guy who has never fought a battle before. He has never won or gone to warfare before. He has never carried the sword or the bow and arrows. And then he went before a king. It's just like, you know, you go to Boari right now and you say that you can fight the chief of the army staff of the ISIS or Boko Haram. That you can fight. And they then ask you, what's your resume? Then you say, the only thing I do when in my father's house, we have a poultry, and every time the chicken and the pigs want to come out, I send them back. And then the king or the president now says, oh, that's what you do. Very good. Oh, yeah, go and fight Saddam Hussein. Think about that. What kind of a king would make a man do that? Let me say something to you. You can still be anointed. Eh? But if you don't move by the inward witness, which is the Holy Spirit within you, you would use the anointing upon you. You walk it, walk it, walk it. After a while, that was what was going on with that guy. But that's not his own story for today. Now, let's keep going. And so Saul asked him to go. And so he went before Goliath. And when he was going before Goliath, can you imagine? See, if I was Goliath, I would laugh at him. Think about it. In the modern day weaponry, it's just like I'm carrying AK-47 or I'm carrying a bazooka. Or what's the biggest weapon right now? I don't know. But a bomb or those, those one that they throw, you know, boom. What do you call it? Say that again. RPG. RGG. But you see that. And you're carrying that kind of weaponry. And then I'm coming. And then I'm coming with stone. And you, you are carrying... Uh, uh, what you guys said now you were carrying that and I'm coming to you with stone now watch this and then you are laughing at me and saying look at this guy you are coming do you think I'm a dog that you are coming to meet me with this do you think a 17 year old guy a rudy guy that's what the bible says of him and so Goliath was laughing how would this kind of guy come to meet me with stone like if you think about it if you take a stone right here and you throw it it cannot reach even me, I cannot reach where that door is. Because the stone is the wind that determines it. This sword, may I have it in my hand. No wind is helping me to determine it. Goliath said, I fought wars. Who are you, this guy? He was laughing at the whole of Israel. He said, you guys are very stupid. Look at, the, look at this small person. Because in those days, the people who go to battle must be strong. There was a, there's a physique required. That's why um, 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 Goliath was laughing. And what has happened? David got before him in 1 Samuel chapter um, 17. Let's read verse 35. Let's read verse 35 of that scripture. No, no, leave it there, leave it there, leave it there, where you are now. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy, and a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest with me with staffs? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Now, let's keep going. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Next verse. And then David said to the Philistines, and this is where I'm going to, Thou comest with me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. He mentioned the asnas he had too. He then says, But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou defied. Now watch this. Where did David get that kind of confidence from? 
Because this was not a practice. This was not a rehearsal. You cannot go and rehearse those kind of utterance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't go there and be rehearsing it. In fact, let me go forward up because of time. The Bible says that when they wanted to start the fight, when Goliath came towards David, David ran towards him. Who gave this young boy that kind of confidence? If you read verse 30 to verse 40 of that scripture because of time, David went to Saul. Saul was asking him, what is your resume? Very simple statement. He said, I fought the bears, I fought the lion. When the bears came to me, I took them by the hand, slew them up. When the bear came, I slew them, I slew them. This uncircumcised Philistine that has come to stand against the armies of the Lord. I will finish this guy. Where did David get those or transform? Let me say what I'm saying to you. Listen, life would shake and pull out what you know. Where did David get this from? Because we can quote all of these things and just say, oh, David, I'm David. So everybody declare, I'm David. I'm the, the Bible says, those who know the Lord, their God shall be strong and do exploits. Listen, the Bible says, those who know, not those who come to church, glory to God. It is those who know the Lord that will be strong. It's those who know. What would make a boy like that know God so much that he can look at Goliath to the face and say, I will kill you, sir? So the first lesson I want to teach us in this cave, Jesus, is the lesson of knowing the word of God. That's what I want to teach us this morning. Knowing the word. Let me say something to you. If I'm in this room right now and I say, if you love to pray, raise up your hands. Or which is your preference? Let me put it this way. Which is your preference? Prayer or the word? 80% of the people in this room will raise up their hands for prayer because it's easy in that sense. Especially if you pray in tongues, you can just start. But 20%, maybe 10% would actually raise up their hands that they spend enough time knowing the word. And so this morning, I want to teach us in simplicity, simplicity, not in, in corny craftiness of women's words and women's wisdoms and the things sound so deep and so, and when we are done, everybody's looking at her. What did he say again? In simplicity, how to study the word. That's what I want to teach you. If I can get this into your hands, if I can get it into your hands, how to study the word. Because the problem of most believers, really and truly, is not that they don't like to read the Bible. It's just that they don't know where to start. This week, don't look too much or move too much so that you don't know I'm talking about you. But some of you might have wanted to read the word and you just thought, 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 thought. Then you just remembered Micah. Then you open to Micah. Then you now check and the curse of the Lord shall come upon Nahum. Oh, you say, eh, eh? No, me, I don't want curse. So then you change it. Or you open one by say, Deuteronomy. Then you open to Deuteronomy. Then they start talking about the genealogy of, the, of, of, of that generation. And um, Zehuda, the son of Ahuta. Then you say, what's my own with this thing? And some of us, 
just because we want to sound like Old Testament plus New Testament, we are so fixated in King James Version just because you are, it is social pressure, social affiliation. So that when they are quoting scriptures in King James, you too can quote in script James. And King James, you don't understand. But there are other translations of the Bible. But is that King James you want to kill yourself? You know why? Because you want to be a pastor. You want to be saying, and thou, O Lord, knowest. Knowest thou, Kilonjen, knowest thou, O Mini, knowest. So I want to teach us with foundations how to study the word. Because let me tell you something. If I can get the word into the life of a believer, the work of the pastor is done. If I can get the word into your life. Listen, my call time of counseling will reduce. Amen? Amen. <laughs> yeah. If I can get the word into your life, if I can get you to be hungry and thirsty for the word. And not only that, to know how to rightly divide the word. Glory be to God. Now, open your Bible with me to book of Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1. Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 1. Look at this. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou, that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. Next verse. So I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat that roll. Next verse. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I have given thee. Then did I eat and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Another version of that scripture is actually scroll. It is the word. The word of God is sweet. That's why the book of Psalms says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, many of us sometimes quote that scripture out of context about, Oh, taste and see. It's actually saying, The word of God. Spend time with the word. Then you will see that God is good. Glory be to God. Open the Bible again to, with me to Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. Matthew 11 verse 29. I can't finish this message today. I'll continue next week Sunday. Now watch this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for your soul. Now open again to John chapter 8 verse 31. John chapter 8 verse 31. Now watch this. This is very powerful. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, and if ye continue, continuation, continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now keep going. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now watch this. Many times we quote the scripture out of context, verse 32 alone. And we say, you know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You know the truth shall make you free. You know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But we left verse 31. Verse 31 says, it is those who continue in my word, then they will know the truth. Is that truth? They will make them free. It is those who continue in my word. So there might be some areas of your life that there is darkness there and you need to continue so that it can make you free. Did you see that? Did you see that? Oh yeah. I shared an example with them in the Lekki church. I talked about how when I was growing up in my, in my university days, I remember that I, I, I took a toll of my life at some point 
And what I saw was that I realized that there was nobody in that sense in my family, particularly the man in my family who got married. Oh, I just wondered, oh, why? 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 And what I did, spend time with the word. Spend time with the word. One day I came across a scripture. I will never forget it. There is no divination against the house of Jacob, neither is there enchantment against the house of Israel. A light bulb moment just dawned on me. A light bulb moment just dawned. So I'm not going to follow this part. It is those that continue in my word. So in your finances, there might need to be a continuation of that word. In your health, there might need to be a continuation. It is then you will know the truth of that situation. And the truth would now make you free. Did you see that? Did you get that? Now open again to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. My son, incline my year, your years to my saying. Look at this. My son, attend to my words. Incline their years to my saying. Verse 21. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Next verse. For they are what? Life to unto those that find them and hell to all their flesh. Now watch this. It means it is those who continue in the word will see the life and the light of God's word in their mortal bodies. Those who continue in the word. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. When, jo when Moses died, the first statement that God had with Joshua was very powerful. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. And you would meditate on it when? When? Thereby you would observe to do according that is written therein. Look at the last paragraph because we quote that paragraph at the end of the day. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. What brings good success and prosperity is if you do the first one which is keep the word in thy mouth and meditate upon that word. Then it's then. It is then. You would make your ways prosperous and then you have good success. Glory be to God. Did somebody get that this morning? Did somebody get that this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. Now, there are three phases of the word. Number one, we have the spoken word. Let me start with the logos. The logos, which is the written word. The written word. Now, this written word is, I said something like Swift Tuesday, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And I want to say it again. I said that if Jesus walks into this room now, oh, thank you, Lord. You see, every time I call that name, there's a, there's, ah. Jesus, something special, supernatural about your name, Jesus. Something happens when I mention. You know, I said last week on Tuesday, I said, if Jesus walked into this room, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to quaver. 
I'm not going to shake. I'm not going to go hide in one place and say, oh, wow, Jesus is right here. No. Because Jesus, many of us, when we get to heaven, we'll be so shocked at the simplicity of this person called Jesus. Because Jesus would be exactly what you see right here. It would be as though you are reading the Bible. And that's why I say to people, if you are not going to believe what is in the Bible, if Jesus came in the glorified Jesus state, which is, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, his words, his, his words are like two sharp-edged swords. When you see that glorified Jesus, you're not going to believe him because of the simplicity of him. And so if you're not going to believe this word, then you're not going to believe even Jesus if he comes physically to you. If you're not going to believe what his word says, you're not going to believe when it comes physically to you. Because his word and himself are self-same. They are the same. His word is bound. It's bound. It's bound in his word. Glory be to God. And so the word of God is living. Hebrews chapter 4, 12. The word of God is quick, powerful and sharp. Sharper than any two-edged word. That's the word of God. The word of God is life. The word of God is life. The word of God is life. And when you study the word of God, the life of that word, the spirit behind that word, now begins to communicate with your own human spirit. That's what happens. I remember a particular man who shared a particular testimony. It was so powerful when I heard that testimony. It was, it was lame. And he couldn't work. And for many months, one day, he took the Bible and started to, to study the word of God. He started studying the word of God. Started studying the word of God. And on this particular day, he stumbled on a scripture in the book of Romans. It says, he if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that same spirit dwells on your inside. He says, that same spirit would what? Quicken my mortal bodies. The guy said that he started reading it and he was saying, oh wow. So it means that if I get born again, as I'm born again now, the spirit that God has, the spirit that Jesus has, listen guys, it's the life of God. It's Zohe. It's not a step-down version. It's the very spirit of Christ himself. That that same spirit, when you give your life to Christ, is that same spirit that dwells on your inside. Then he said that if that same spirit dwells on my inside, then it means that that same spirit can quicken my mortal bodies. What does it mean to quicken? It means to come alive. It means to bring in alignment. If you are here this morning and you are sick in your body, I speak life to that body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That word quickens your mortal bodies. The guy said that he got some reading that scripture and meditating on it, meditating on it, meditating on it. One day he realized that he could move his legs. He couldn't move it before. He couldn't move it before. He couldn't move it before. The word was quickened. The word was quickened. That's what the Bible says about God. God, who called those things? Who called those things that were not? As though they were. Glory be to God. It's the life of God. And that's the same life of God that you have. And that same life of God can quicken your human bodies. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And what happened to the guy? From moving the legs... He found out that his ankles, he could start moving them. The life of God was moving. Oh, moving, moving. One day, he wanted to go and get something. There was nobody at home. And only for him to just say, let me. And he started stretching forth. The life of God was working in him. This is the very life that is inside you. The life of God. The Zohe of God. 
the Zoe of God, and it's in the Word. That's why I say this all the time. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. I pray that you're all spirit, soul, and body. That man is primarily a spirit. So when you study the word, listen, this word is not textbook. This word is spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words which I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. So this word of God is spirit. So when you are studying the word, you are interfacing with spirit. You think is letters, but it's not letters. It is a spirit you are connecting with. And guess what? It's the spirit of the Godhead himself. Jehovah Sabiot, the God of heaven's army. The one that says yes, no one can say no. The one who, they say to him, who should we say that you are? He says, I am that I am. I can be what I want to be. That's the same life you are interacting with. Every time you spend time with the word of God, the life of that word now begins to interact and quickens your mortal body. Have you realized many times that when you spend time reading the Bible, there is one fortification, there's one strength, there's one illumination, there's one joy, and above all, there's one love life you begin to live. You are peaceable with all. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? The word of God is life. He says that it is medicine to your flesh. I said to you last week Sunday that the problem most time is that many of us went to read materials from Babylon before we started reading the Bible. So we believe materials from Babylon than the Bible. Let me tell you something. If you want to be an excellent person, the number one place to get the spirit of excellence, to be an excellent person, is not what any material, whatever, no, 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 I don't care who the author is. You cannot get it as best as the spirit of excellence himself. That's why I say to people, if you've not studied the Bible, don't jump up and down listen, reading things yet. Because when you go and read some of this, I'm not against you reading things, it's okay. I read some of these things. But when you read it, you read it with knowledge. So when they write something that is not your own, you scratch it and move on. You don't take things, hook, line, sinker, fisherman, and a fishing pole. Glory be to God. The word of God. The entire revelation of God. That's the written word. It's the entire mind. The entire revelation of the Godhead. Wrapped up in this word. There are keys to your success in this word. There are keys to your lifestyle in this word. Praise the name of the Lord. Because of time, the second one is the spoken word, which is the Rama word. Quickly, the book of um, Genesis chapter 10, 12. Chapter 12. God said to Abraham, leave thy father and thy kindred to a, hand, a land that I will show you. That's the spoken word. That's a spoken word. And listen to me, there are times in the interfacing of the written word, I don't know if this has happened to you before, you are, right, you are reading the word of God and then God is speaking to you just by reading the word, you are getting divine direction. And number three is the living word. Living word is Jesus himself. is living and alive. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Is alive, amen. Is alive. Jesus is alive forever. He's alive. Amen. We are not, we are not singing about Shongo or Batala. All other gods, they are the works of men. You are the only God. I am. There is only one name men would be saved though. Not, not one king, oh. no president can save man. Only one name. 
Jesus Christ, the anointed one, is alive. Amen. Is alive. Jesus is. You are not. You are not. You are not worshiping a dead god. It's not Dagon. You are not serving the gods of, of the, 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 the Amalekites. That's not the God you're serving. Elijah said, Is your God on sabbatical? Oh, maybe he's gone on a house chore. He's gone so far. He's getting late. He can't come back. He started laughing at them. He took water, water, water. Put it four times. He said, Let the God that answered by fire. Let that God be God. He's alive. Jesus is alive. And see, Alipaya, when we preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are preaching the gospel of the cross. That he died, he rose, and is resurrected for glory. That's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's alive. Glory to God. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Most of the gods in the Bible, they fell down flat. Where is Shango? Where is Oya? Where, is o- Where are they? You are scared of what they introduced to you in the fragment of your imagination. Let me tell you something, guys. What is fear? A man, a particular man, I heard a story of a particular man. He was in the occult. In the occult. He said that when they want to get somebody, what they do with that person first is that they send what they call Eru. He was saying it in Yoruba, Eru, which is fear. So Eru goes first and brings and presents to the person fear. If the person receives the packet that Eru brought, then they will now come back and attack. Then our God in Yoruba is called Eru Jeje. Those who know the Lord, you, you're running out of scatter because you don't know who you are and whose you are. Do you really know who you are? Do you really know who you are? Oh, glory to God. Do you really know who you are? I have the life of God in me. Isn't that smart enough? I'm seated with Him. Oh, Sheila Bahaya. Let every other name fade away. Let every other name to this Listen, America is not our standard. United States of America is not a standard. London, the Western world is not a standard. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's our standard. By the way, the devil didn't create pop culture. I hope you know. Music was first found in the Bible. In fact, Lucifer had timbers in him. Ezekiel chapter four, um, um, 28. Isaiah chapter 14. You'll see it right there. There's only one God. And we're not serving the same God. 
All this thing that a Muslim God is the God. We are not serving the same God though. There's only one. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Let's go there. There's only one all men will be saved. Only one. Jesus Christ. No Islam God died for me. They didn't go to the cross. Even if they went, they didn't go. Did they resurrect? Muhammad is not my God. No, he didn't resurrect for me. Jesus walked the sea of Galilee, died on the cross, pierced in its two hands. It says in a loud cry, it is finished. At that moment, the, the, the old temple rent into two. So let's come boldly. As sons and daughters, we can come boldly. Whereby we can obtain mercy. We can come boldly. 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 Muhammad did not do that for me. He's alive, amen. That's the song for the week. Jesus is alive. He's alive, amen. He's alive. Jesus is. All other gods. They are the works of men. You are, I am. Kabaratalabahaya. By the reason of the anointing in this house this morning, I speak to any situation that has been standing against you. Everything you have been believing God for, I speak to your bowels. I speak to your insights. I speak to your dreams, your visions, your job, your finances. Come alive. 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 Your health. Come alive. Alapaya katokarabatalabahaya. It says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. He's alive. Oh yes, he's alive. Glory to God. He's alive. Look, 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 look at what look at what your God did to Pharaoh and Egypt. Look at what your God did to them. And it says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it. <laughs> the great physician now is he. The sympathizing Jesus. He speaks the. Who knows it very well? Oh, yeah, the voice of Jesus. Sweet as. I said. I cause arthritis. I cause fibroids. I cause heart conditions. I cross every sickness, fibroid. The ability not to reproduce. 
If you are in the gallery, raise your hands as well. Keras, Gates, Varas, Zaket, Tarat, Zaket, Ekos, Zantix, Akstara, Kantek, Akstoro, Zak, Aksteratali, Zank, Aksta, Kota, Koten, Keten, Koto, Keten, Koten, Koten, Keten, 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 Now hear this. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy over you this morning. From today, now mark my words. I'm speaking with the power gift right now. And hear the words of this prophet. I'm saying to you, from today, the pharaohs you know, the idols and the images of limitation that you know, the things that has kept you bound either to. I come in the authority of Christ, an anointed one of this dispensation. I break the chains and the bonds right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak to your mental faculties. I speak to the works of your hands. Alamina Hodo, Alama Hatiga. Amila Hatia, Alima Kachova, 
atele mi hate akonda palatiga alatu te 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 tata 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 what supposed to be yours that you have not come into i call the god of our fathers i declare come into it now come into it now come into it now now listen i speak in the name of jesus christ every sickness in your body and listen there is no distance in the realms of the spirit any family member whatsoever i call that sickness by name all authority has been given us on heaven and on earth whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven whatsoever we lose on earth is loose in heaven now hear this every sickness no matter the condition every sickness no are you hearing what i'm saying no matter the condition i declare in the authority of christ bow right now in the name of jesus now hear this i command those sickness to disappear now 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 finally i speak to every destiny represented here i call you that what you see in your spirit channels of my spirit open up what you see in your spirit may he begin to match your realities as the lord is giving me this utterance that's how i'm saying it i say to you again i call you by your first name in the spirit as Isaac called his children and blessed them, I bless you with the blessings of the deep. Listen, what you see of yourself in your spirit from this day, they begin to match your realities. That addiction, let the power of God seize it right now. You try to stop smoking, you start to stop drinking, you stop pornography. Let the power of God seize it right now. It's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. Look at me, everyone. Look at me, everyone. This week, what you are looking for will start chasing after you. Look at me. This month, only if I'm not called, this month of August would be the highest testimonies we have ever recorded as a church. This month. Let me close with the scriptures. I'll give you two, three scriptures as we close. Three scriptures. They are the in him scriptures. Next week I will teach us how. And that's why I don't miss service this season. We are in a prophetic time as a church. Don't miss services. Physically. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. There are some scriptures that we call the in him scripture. Helps you to realize your reality in Christ. In him. Can, can I get a cup of, okay I have one here. Yeah? Do I have a cup of water? And a cover. 
and maybe a sweet. Let me show you something. And a sweet. Look at this. For ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. When we talk about in him, you see several scriptures in the Bible that talks about in him. Please come, let me show you something. You see the sweet? Remove the cover. I put the sweet in here. Cover it up. Where is the sweet? Where is it? Alright, so if something wants to touch this sweet, something that wants to touch this sweet must first touch this cup. And it must first unbottle this cup before you can dip inside to take him out. When the Bible then says, in him I live and move and have my being, it means that you are in him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You are in him. You are hidden in him. You are hidden in him. That's why the Bible says, my life is hid in Christ, in God. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Give me a bag. A bag or something. Let me show you what that scripture means. My life is hid in Christ, in God. Three layers. It means that, number one, this is my life. This life is hid in Christ. Who wants to touch Christ? Who can stand against the Lord? No one can. It then says, my life is hid in Christ, in God. This is God, let's assume. So, before you can touch me, I'm in the safest of all. Before you can touch me, you have to touch this bag, which is God. Who can stand against God? His words are sounds of many waters. Let God be true and every man be a lie. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you're going to have to touch me, you're going to have to touch God first. That's why the Bible says, therefore, let no man trouble me, oh. <laughs> so, if you're going to touch me, you're going to touch this guy, and you're going to have to touch this cup before you can touch me. And unfortunately, you can't touch the created. Oh, sorry, pardon me. You can't touch the creator because the created cannot touch the creator. The devil cannot touch who created him. And that's where your whole life is hid. So when you say, I'm walking in power, you must sing it with a revelation knowledge. You have power inside of you. What the devil doesn't want you to know, he brings Eru to you. Thinking you don't know that you have Eru Jaje. Did you see that? You have to be fearless. Bold. All this, you are talking to your boss at work. It's not humility, yo. It's not humility that you're talking to your boss at work. What, what does this mean? Do you know who you are? You are you are the son of a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Let's look at one more scripture. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Acts 17 verse 28 For in him In him We live, we move And have our being So if you are moving, are you the one moving? It is Jesus who is moving You are just staggering along in him That's why the Bible says We are seated what? In Christ, in him Make no mistakes Mistake rather You are seated in twofold You are on the earth but you are also in heaven Seated no apprehension. There's the comporting. There's rest. Glory be to God. Look at this. We, we, a, a certain also of our own part have said, for we are also his offspring. Are you a bastard? 
you have to be a reflection of your father from today anything that doesn't make you reflect the fullness of the Godhead I rebuke it in the name of Jesus let's take one more scripture one more scripture Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 in him according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the earth that we should be holy without blame before him in love so even if you sin the Lord is not holding and counting your sin against you when Jesus is when God looks at you he doesn't know you he doesn't look at your face he looks at you through what through the eyes of Jesus because you are in him your sin is in him. He's seeing you through the eyes of Jesus. You are not there. You are not in the equation. That's why I say to people, never take the glory of God. Because at the end of it all, it is Jesus that we are showing to the world. In him. Let me give you one more. Glory be to God. Shout out higher. First John chapter 4 and verse 13. First John chapter 4 and verse 13. First John chapter 4. Look at this. Very powerful. Hereby know that we dwell in him he, he, and he in us because he has given us of his spirit of his spirit one last one I promise you one last one First John chapter 5 verse 14 First John chapter 5 verse 14 I want to give you an assignment this week those scriptures that I just shared with you you are going to go and read it over and over. that's your meditation for this week that's your meditation when I come next to Sunday I would ask I will pass the mic around. You know, we are in boot camp as a church. Aha, uh -huh. boot camp. That's what we are doing as a church. I, if you say, I say, what was the scripture last week? You say, uh huh, uh huh, uh, Habakkuk, Habakkuk in me. I know that, huh? You, it's like that week you played out of him, but we dragged you back in him. Look at this, very powerful. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, begin to ask. Begin to ask. Begin to ask. Begin to ask. You are the lion. Hey. I want to give you one minute, everyone. Now we're going to sing that song to close. We are a chosen generation. When you are confessing that word, you are going to be saying it with understanding. I'm walking in power. I'm walking miracles. Say after me, my hands are God's hands. Say after me, I walk miracles. Say after me, my life are God's life. And my hands are God's hands. We're going to sing that song. And you're going to sing it with understanding. Choir, are you ready for us? All right. We'll for a chosen generation. Called for the showing excellence. All I require. All I require for life. God has given. I know. Oh
We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.